Okay, let's take a look at our first uh, strategy for breaking apart a project. And again, I'm going to use this dinnertime application that we used in the localization series. This isn't the biggest project, but it does have a handful of uh, classes that we used while creating this. And while I did organize these into groups, it's not fully modular. It, there's nothing to stop me, for instance, from, uh, from say, this solid button uh, type here to just reach off and like uh, store something in a database or call the network or do something that a control probably shouldn't really ever do. And that's because there's no physical uh, boundary between these groups. They're just sort of organization for me. And I think this is the good first step and it sort of guides me into uh, what I might want to put in here. So let's start taking a look. We've got helpers with some date extensions and this was actually a placeholder and I think I ended up not needing this, uh, but we'll just pretend that there's some date extensions in there. And then there's localization type. And if you think about these two things, this one is certainly uh, tied to this application, uh, but this one is not. And so uh, helpers is probably not the best name for this. In fact, localization probably just belongs somewhere else. So I'm gonna move that out. Uh, but helpers certainly is something that we could reuse in other projects uh, in the same company, or maybe it's something that you could reuse uh, you know, on different projects that you work on. And so extracting that out uh, might be useful. We also have models, uh, which are models that are specific to this application. Okay, so I'm gonna create a new group here, and we're going to call this core. And what I wanna do is create a new Xcode project inside of here. And so I'm going to hit Command-Shift-N to create a new Xcode project. And that project, I'm gonna go over to iOS and pick Framework. And here for our product name, I'm going to call this one Util. So let's go make sure that the project gets added to this core folder. And I'm going to say that I want to add this to this particular project in that group. And we'll hit Create. So now I have a core project with a util uh, class and or a util group inside of here. And for some reason, Xcode got a little bit confused um, by that. So I'm going to actually quit and relaunch it. Okay, now we can see everything uh, looks good. We've got an info plist and a standard header file. You don't actually need this header file uh, unless you're going to use some Objective-C stuff. So I'm actually just going to move that to trash. And if we end up doing a build on this util, there's actually nothing to builds, uh, but if you notice that it gives you an error, it may still be uh, referencing that uh, H file here. And in the build settings, we may want to go search to see if there's a reference to that uh, file in here, like some sort of Objective-C bridging header or something like that. Um, but uh, it looks like everything was fine there. So now I wanna take these helpers and I wanna move them into util. So I'm going to just drag this folder and move it. Now, what's gonna happen here is it's going to uh, create groups and then uh, add those to the util target, which is good. And it's important to note that looks like for some reason we ended up with two different references and we still have this one. So Xcode is probably not going to help you very much along this process. And it may even help to go over to that particular project uh, folder and just make sure that the that the folders that you're adding on disk actually contain the files we want. And in this case, you can see that they don't. Helper still exists here. So I'm actually going to back that out, just hit delete, remove references, and I'm going to just uh, move this over into this util project here. 
or util group. So now you can see that that uh, deleted it there. We can go over here to util now and say, add files to util. And now we can add the helper. It'll say copy items if needed, etc. And now we can add it like that. So now we have this uh, date extension is now part of this util project. And if we want to use it externally, we just need to make this public. Okay. So that was uh, pretty easy. And now we have a util project that we can uh, open up separately. We can compile separately. We can have tests related to this. Uh, whatever we need to do is part of this project. And then it's sort of nested inside this core group here. Uh, the next one I want to do is to take models and move these models into their own project. So I'm going to essentially do the same thing. I'm going to select core, command shift N to create a new project. I'm going to create a, a framework. I will name it models. And uh, we, may want, we might want to include tests in this one. So I'm going to do that. I've already selected the folder that we want and make sure that we add it to our uh, dinner time project. And now we have models and models tests inside of here. And now I can take these two and drag them over. Now notice this time I'm dragging two files, not a group. So let's see if Xcode is able to figure this out. So when I do that and I go back over here, we have models, models, and it did copy those there. And it left uh, the folder here, but it moved the files actually. So that's, that is what we wanted. Uh, but what we want to do is delete this and we're just going to say remove references. And I think, uh, yes, that actually did delete the folder as well. So now those models got moved inside and now we just need to make each one of these public like this so that we can use them outside of this type. And we need to do the same thing for meal type and the localized string here. Okay. Uh, so one thing we might find is that this dot localized actually is uh, using this localization thing, which belongs to a different target. If we look over here, uh, our models belong to models, right? And our models don't depend on the application, but our localization here is providing all of the strings that we need so that we can localize this meal type here. And this is kind of uh, a tight coupling that actually this probably shouldn't be here. This localized uh, method probably should be declared externally. So I'm going to copy that and I'm gonna go over to localization for now. I don't have a better place to put this. Uh, and so I'm just going to uh, have an extension on meal type. We'll move this in, close off the curly brace. It no longer needs to be public, but this does mean that now I need to import those models at the top here. So if I do a build now, I'm still building utils. Let's build models and make sure models builds. It does not. So we are looking at, looks like I don't need public on these actually, but I do need it here. Yes. Okay. So now models builds. And if we go back to our main application and we try to do a build, we're going to get a bunch of errors. And this is because our meal and our meal type don't uh, exist in the main application target. They exist in a different target now. So when we go over to a file that uses our models, we will have to add import models at the top here. So we'll just go through each one of these import models. Going to uh, app state, meal store already has it. Any others? Plan view controller needs it. 
do another build. Got a scene delegate needs it because it sets up some. Uh, yeah, so when you when you complete a walkthrough, it takes whatever you typed in and creates a meal for that. Uh, let's see, in meal form view controller, we need to add models there. And let's see, where else? We added it there. Let's do another build. Not quite sure what this is uh, complaining about now, but let's just move on because that'll probably become more obvious. Ah. The meal itself, this is a, a case where we have a struct that's public, which means you can use it and you can access these properties, but you can't create it without a public initializer. So let's right click on this, say refactor, generate member wise initializer. And I will move this below the properties, make it public. And now we should be able to create the meal. Okay, where else are we missing? Let's make sure models builds correctly and then go back over to dinner time and do a build. And now it's working. So you notice there that it was sort of out of, out of uh, you know, had an inconsistent state. And we never really specifically said that our application depends on the model's project. In fact, if I go over to dinner time, you can see down here uh, for the frameworks, libraries, and embedded content, uh, you can uh, add models here and util so that it depends on it. And when you do a build, it should build the dependent things first. Um, but with uh, Swift and the Xcode being a little bit, uh, they're trying to be smart about the, the dependencies. When I do this, it sort of signifies that we depend on this and it should go build it first. Uh, but for some reason, it sometimes gets out of date. Uh, another thing that you may want to check if it is not working for you is to go over to this build uh, step. And right here, there's this find implicit dependencies. And this is what will trigger the build for all of the things that you depend on. But if you really, really need this to be built ahead of time, if, if for some reason Xcode isn't working, you can do that. Uh, but I find that's more of a last resort. Okay, so now we have our application working and we've extracted uh, two projects that are completely isolated and separate, can be tested independently. I can um, do whatever I need to inside of here. Let's actually delete models.h because I'm not gonna need that. Move to trash. And okay, what is next? Let's take a look at uh, this store. And store is really going to be sort of in a, let's make a new group called persistence because I want to have things like caching. There may be you know, other related um, things, not just uh, a meal store, but maybe there's another type of store. I don't know. So we're gonna do that, and then we're going to uh, create a new Xcode project again. Again, it's going to be an iOS framework, and we will call this store. And in this case, we may want to include tests. Again, I'm going to exclude it just to make the example a little, little bit cleaner, but uh, the, you get the idea that you can uh, quite easily add uh, tests for each one of these projects. So we're going to add it to dinner time in the correct group and hit create. I will delete the H file, move to trash. And now I want to move these guys into here. And again, I'm going to drag the files, not the group, so that it copies correctly. And then here now I can delete and remove references. And I believe, let's double check, that if I go to persistence, we have a store with the store group and it has the stuff we need. And if we look at 
uh, here. Is there a store folder? There is. I'm not quite sure what happened there. Let's just delete the, the files there. Okay. So now let's take a look at this. We've got meal store, app state, and storage. Well, meal store certainly depends on models, which we already uh, set up here. And we're going to need to make basically a lot of these things public. So we've got uh, public here for the meal store class. We need to be able to set the meals publicly. We need to be able to create one of these. Call this function, call update, call add, call remove, uh, load, save, and clear. So let's move over to store so that we can make sure that we can compile this stuff. And um, it can't be declared public because storage is not public. So moving on to storage, uh, this is essentially a class that takes any T that's codable and will store it at this file name. So let's continue. We will make uh, the public things public. And uh, I th this is one of the reasons why I think that sort of, you know, you don't necessarily have to start every project like this, but if you decide to go down this approach, it's good to recognize it kind of early on so you don't have like a huge mess to untangle and a whole lot of things to make public. Uh, it's better to think about these things as you go. Okay, so now we can build our store. And now if we go over here and look at AppState, AppState really, uh, it's not really the best name for this. And it sort of is uh, deciding like where on the file system things should go, or at least what the file name should be. And I don't think this actually belongs here at all. This was put into this group because it seemed related, but I think this is more of an application concern. And so I'm actually gonna take AppState and just move it over here. So now AppState is going to depend on storage. And if we open this up, just make sure that the target membership got set correctly when we moved it out of one project and into the other. Um, okay, so it says no such model storage. Let's go back over here and do a full build. And let's see, does it? No, it doesn't want to do that. So I'm gonna go back over to dinner time. The application, yeah, the application will go down to where we're uh, building things and make sure that store is added there and let's see it still does not like that oh it's not storage it's store okay so now we've got a core and we've got persistence core has those two projects persistence has our store project and um, and we're able to do a full build great okay uh, there's one more sort of uh, set of projects that I want to create, and that's going to be related to the style and the controls that we're using. So let's uh, create a new group. I will create it like this, and we're going to call this UI. I will move it down just below that. Okay, so we're going to create a new Xcode project here. I'm going to pick a framework again. We're going to call this style guide. And style guide is going to go up one level and into the UI group. We will make sure and add it hit create. Okay, so for style guide, let's delete the header that we don't need. And we can start moving things into the style guide. So style, UI kit theme and UI font, app font. So things that are related to styling our application. So I'm going to do that, copy items if needed. And then we can right click and delete. And I think I need to move to trash. Yes, that's correct. And these things now need to be public. So we do public there and public here. 
And I think I need public on this static there. Okay, so now it doesn't know where this .app font thing is. So let's go ahead and import style guide. And let's make sure that we add it here. Okay, and we have one more to do, import style guide. Uh, let's see, let's move this. File app state.swift is part of module store ignoring import. It actually is not, but do you see what happened here? It put it in the wrong folder. Uh, let's see, no. Dinner time app state. It thinks the location is there and it's not. I'm actually going to just say remove references. Let's go over here and find it in this list. Should be, uh, is it in persistence store? No, it's not. So Xcode was again confused. I have yet, after doing this many, many times, I've yet to find a consistent set of steps that makes Xcode not confused. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna take this and hold on to it, drag it back into our project and uh, do that. And now, where did it go? I don't see it. Yeah, we don't want that to be in here. We want to delete, remove reference for that. And this one somehow got into this group, which I don't want. Move it out. There we go. Okay, is this in the correct place? It is. Now, when I do a build, it should avoid that warning. Okay, now that I have the style guide uh, project with this guy, it's actually quite nice to go over here and say like, wouldn't it be nice for me to go over here and create uh, an iOS application that is going to demo the style guide? So this could be style guide uh, demo. Let's call it style guide demo and it'll be a Swift UI app and we will hit finish. So now we have a style guide demo with uh, this dot app and what do we have inside a style guide? We've got a font and let's say we also wanted to have some colors. So let's say we create, um, let's see like uh, color plus branding or something like that. And here I'm going to use only UI kit in this file. Um, but if you wanted to use Swift UI, that would be fine. Just remember that if you depend on this project, you depend on all the things that this depends on. And so this being a UI kit application, I may want to use Swift UI to demo certain things to a little easier, uh, but my colors are actually going to be uh, UI colors. So I'm actually gonna, let's change the name of it. UI color plus branding, we'll make an extension and we will fix up that comment. Uh, this will be a public extension on UI color. And let's say we have um, a static var brand primary color, which is a UI color. And I don't know what this is going to equal, but we're just going to make one up. So we'll do 65% uh, red, 8% uh, blue, and 82% uh, blue. Sure, why not? I have no idea what color that is, some sort of purple. Uh, okay, so now we've got our uh, brand primary color that we can use from everywhere else. 
And let's say we have like multiple colors for like, this is what it looks like in dark mode and light mode. And this is our primary, secondary and tertiary uh, label colors in light and dark mode or whatever. And so now inside of our style guide demo, I can say that I want to use, uh, let's use a rectangle. Well, first uh, Z stack, we'll put that text in there with a uh, foreground color of white. And then I will use a color with the UI color. And there it is. And this one needs to import our style guide module so that it can say uh, UI color dot brand primary. Let's do a build. If I switch over now to style guide demo and do a build, uh, here we go. Compiling for iOS 14, but style guide has a minimum deployment target of 14.5. So do we really want that to have a minimum deployment target of 14.5? Uh, probably not. This is something, you know, when you think about dependencies, if your application depends on iOS 13, let's say, then we're going to want all of our dependencies to have that. Um, yeah, so something to keep in mind when you're creating these. So, uh, and it's interesting when you create this, it creates the max uh, deployment version. And when you create this one, it creates the minimum of the most recent version, which I find kind of interesting. Okay, so now back on content view, can I build now? I should be able to. No such module style guide. Let's make sure that that builds. Again, I'm, I find that this automatic stuff sometimes requires you to switch between these and do the build. And if you keep having to do that, uh, sometimes I find that just going in here and adding the frameworks and embedded content and adding style guide in there will help resolve that issue. Okay, so now in the style guide demo uh, for our content view, we've got a UI color brand primary. So now if I actually run this application, we will get a, a demo application which can show our style guide stuff in action. And this is where I would show like uh, color swatches for all the different example colors and things like that. Okay, and there is our uh, brand primary color, our interesting looking purple color. Okay, so that is you know a demo app and it is self-contained to this project. And when we import the style guide framework from our main project, uh, we don't need to worry about grabbing all of the things that this has in it. So we may have a lot of demo content images and that sort of thing. And that can all live inside of here, but not be shipped with our final product, which is great. Okay, let's close that off. And let's see, what else do we want to do? We want to uh, move the controls into here as well. Okay, so now I want to, let's see, we've got, let's just make a controls. Uh, framework and we'll do that put it right alongside there yes sounds good and these don't have to live inside of your uh, the same directory structure they could be siblings you could have them in a separate git repo if you wanted to uh, but this certainly makes it nice and easy uh, we will delete the h file which we don't need and we will move these guys over copy them and delete this, move to trash. And we will have to make a whole bunch of stuff public now. This will be public. 
Okay, and did we use any of our app font? Yes, we did. So we will import style guide here. Let's go over to solid button. Just moving along, marking things public. I sort of feel like there should be a refactoring for this step. And did we use app font in here? We did. So let's import style guide again. Okay, moving on to padded view. I'm actually gonna move over to controls so we can actually see it working. And ooh, here we found our first problem. We wanna import snap kit in this, in this one. Uh, let's make sure. Let's, let's uh, continue with the uh, public uh, stuff that we want to set here. And I think that's all good. So now, uh, what do we do about SnapKit? If we recall in the previous example, in dinnertime had, uh, in the actual project here, we had Swift packages and this is SnapKit and it is uh, 5.0.1 is the version. I uh, don't think there's any easy way for me to copy this and there's no way for me to tell this other project to use this one. And uh, so that's not great. That's not, uh, not really what I want. What I want to be able to do is go over here and say, yeah, can you please use the Swift package from the other project? So if I go over here to this and I say SnapKit, well, it doesn't know what I'm talking about, which is kind of strange. So uh, we have to go into this project, Swift Packages, and we're going to have to add it. So that was HTTPS, uh, github.com, uh, snapkit slash snapkit, and it will go download it. And uh, just to show how this is working, let's say I want only version 4. And, uh, and so I get the version number wrong. It will tell me now that, oh, I have conflicting dependencies, uh, which is good. But it also would be nice if it just could say, grab the one from the other project. Uh, and it did not remember this, so let's add it again. Snapkit, snapkit. This time we're gonna use the most recent version and hit okay, link it to this controls target. And there we go, now we've got snapkit in here. And if I uh, do a build, let's make sure that we make everything that we need to public. And now our build succeeds. So now we've got SnapKit in two different places. You saw one of the kind of downsides is we have to link it uh, manually every time we do this. Okay, so now let's move back over to our main application target and let's see what is breaking now. So we've got, let's see, we've got some sort of module map swift.h not found, which is interesting. Make sure models is building. It is. Let's make sure stores is building. It is. Okay. Now we're getting real errors. Uh, here we need to import uh, style guide and also controls. And I will copy those two. Let's see, that's plan view controller. Let's move on to meal form view controller. We'll add those two there. And okay, again, we're running into this problem. Let's see, what is the problem? Cannot find dashed border button in scope. That should be right here. Did I not make it public? I forgot to. Let's make that public. 
Okay, so public on all of the initializers, overridden functions. There we go. Okay. Do another build. And... All right, I think that I'm going to just get in the habit of always having to add them here. Uh, so we need controls. There we go. Now in the controls uh, module, I would also make a demo application that showed an individual exhibit of all of, the, all of the different controls. Like here is a padded view and here's how you use it. Here is uh, the three different buttons that we have in this application. And here's their different states. Here's the highlighted state and the, the press down state. And maybe you have some animations or things like that. And you can demo those animations. And this is a great way for you to work and iterate by just selecting, you know, to use style guide demo as an example, just selecting the scheme and the editor and just build and run. You don't have to build the whole world to do that because these are isolated to just UI kit and the style guide so that you can get colors and fonts and things. Okay, let's see what else we have. Um, go back over to dinner time, make sure that we can build and we can. And now if I run this, we're running the dinner time application, but we split apart a lot of the pieces into separate modules uh, to to get the benefits that we talked about, but along the way we had to fight Xcode a little bit uh, and Swift Package Manager to get it to work, but you can see that it, it is working. So following this strategy uh, can help you to break apart your application into smaller pieces, and uh, I think that has a lot of benefits. So what we saw is that we can open up this main workspace or this main project and build everything in one place. Um, and we can build each piece independently. And if we need to, we can create example projects or test projects to test those pieces in isolation. Uh, so some of the things that aren't great about this approach are having to do the Swift Package Manager step multiple times and making sure their versions are consistent. And if you needed to use CocoaPods for this approach, it would be a little bit painful because CocoaPods really wants to work with one project and it wants to generate your workspace. And so you can see that we have multiple projects here. If we did that, then we would have to essentially have a pod file per project. And then each project would come with its own pods based workspace. And I don't think this would be a really good approach if you're using CocoaPods. Um, maybe if you're using Carthage, it might be actually, I'm not quite sure if that would be easier either, because you would essentially have to manually integrate, uh, libraries between each one of these. Uh, and you know, I don't think that would be a good, um, a good solution. So if you're using Swift package manager, this isn't so bad. If you're not using any dependency manager, this, this works just fine. Uh, but just keep, keep those things in mind. Okay. And uh, that's it for nested Xcode projects. In the next one, we'll take a look at a different strategy.